<laughs> so, um, hello, party people, I guess, I don't know. Um, I'm TJ, and this is our podcast, Being Effing For Real, and we're going to discuss all things pop culture, shows, and movies, and just, like, have fun, and, like, kiki, all that jazz, mm-hmm. okay? Hi everybody, my name is JB. I am also like the co-founder of this fine establishment. I actually came up with the name like it's actually kind of a funny story how like we came up with the name like she asked me like to jot down ideas and that like this we just kind of landed upon this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we hope y'all yeah. enjoy what we discuss on here. We can be funny for the most part, but we can sometimes be a little serious, so stick around. Yeah. Just like stay for the party. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, what are you what are you watching right now? Oh man, so I'm kind of just really watching like shows that are like very current right now. Right now, I am watching The Last of Us adaptation on HBO, which is every Sunday on HBO Max. I'm also watching um Bel Air, the dramatic reimagining of Freshman's of Bel Air on Peacock, which airs every it comes out every Thursday, I believe, and. I, now, this is a little bit of an older show. Some of you might have heard of it. Some of you might have not heard of it. It's okay, to be honest. It's a British um, detective homicide show with Idris Elba called Luther. They are actually making a Luther movie on Netflix, but I have not caught up with the previous seasons. And the previous seasons are on Hulu, so here I am catching up before the movie comes out. But what are you watching, TJ? Mm. right now i'm like going on a binge i've been doing this for months but i'm going on a binge of like all the early 2000s like mid 2010s like shows usually sitcoms but they can be different as well but right now i'm currently binging the show psych i'm on like season six i think yeah i'm on season six i love psych it's so funny um and i just started watching grand crew yesterday and I'm like on episode four mm-hmm. or five. I have like a whole list of like in my notes. Hold on. I have a list called like we, TV binges. We are literally the same person, I swear to no, because I have like a little section in my notes. Like I literally just wrote down like shows and movies. Like what would yeah, you, what, like, what else is on your list? It's on t- it's called TV binges and I basically like put the name of the show the day I started it and the day I finished Ooh, it. You're a little more organized than me. I have to be because I, I I need to remember it in my head because whenever I'm going back and like people are like dang what did I start watching this like I need to know yeah. so yeah like I just finished oh I started watching Life on Mars too that it's sounds a that sounds show. very familiar yeah I could have sworn I thought that was another British show yeah it's a BBC show it has John Sim in it and it's really good I finished season one the other day but I had to cancel my BritBox subscription because I'm not paying for nothing. Mm. They are not getting my cash across the pond. <laughs> and they're going bankrupt anyway, so it don't even matter. Oh, um, I didn't know that. And you know, I just so wait, so BBC's going bankrupt? No, BritBox is going oh. bankrupt. BBC's fine. No, I was about to say, because, like, if you, because, like, I thought in my head that BBC was going broke because originally the show Luther or Idris Elba that I'm catching up on right now, like, that was originally on, aired on BBC throughout the earlier 2010s, but... 
the new movie that's coming out this Friday. It's actually being made by Netflix, not BBC. And I wasn't sure if BBC had sold the rights to Netflix, like because like they were going bankrupt. I don't know if BBC is going bankrupt. I mean, they seem fine to me, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, I just finished this show called Lockwood and Co. It's a new Netflix show, and it's also British. It's super cute. It was like uh, ghost hunters, yeah. like doing their ghost hunting thing. It was fun. It was a fun little season. It was cute. But yeah, that's what I'm watching currently. I also just went on a whole binge of like all the Final Destination movies. And I, I did, have like, to add those to my list. Bunch of research into it. Like the movies are so intricate. They think of like every single detail and every single clue. And then that also led me down a rabbit hole of looking up like different plane mm-hmm. crashes, like real life plane crashes, and the way those things are crazy. Like I'll tell you about this one. This one specific one was crazy to me because um it's the it's the um the largest uh plane disaster that wasn't a crash. Basically what happened was I don't know where this was, but they were like in the sky and they saw that something was wrong with the plane, but they were able to land. Oh no, they were in the sky and a fire was in the back of the plane. And like the uh suitcase hanger thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were able to land the plane in the runway of the airport. And so for some reason the pilot didn't evacuate everybody. And so they were all just like sitting on the plane as a fire was going. He was like taxiing the plane in the runway. And um, no, the doors, like nobody could open the doors at that point when they were ready to get out. So they like all were stuck on the plane with a roaring fire mm-hmm. and they all died of smoke inhalation and suffocation, mm. like in the runway. Like the, the rescuers couldn't open the door. People inside couldn't open the door. They all passed out. It's like, that's crazy crazy and that's like a real that was like a real life thing i think it's like the 80s or something i don't know but that's that definitely sounds pretty intense to watch wow it it is and you said that oh sorry i said rp those people because that sucks like a lot of issues with plane crashes like human error it's not even the plane i was gonna ask you that and you said that you had looked up similar plane crashes like after upon watching the show yeah, after watching Final Destination, because the first Final Destination is based on a true plane crash that actually happened oh. um, in like 1999 or something. But yeah, the plane crash, it was going to France and it had um, basically the plot of Final Destination 1 is that students are going to France on a trip with their French teachers. And the plane crashes, like the guy sees a vision that the plane is going to crash and he gets off the plane. And he inadvertently brings other people with him, and the plane actually crashes. Mm-hmm. And then they all die in the order of this rebellion on the plane. Mm-hmm. Right? And apparently, the plane crash was based off a real plane crash where there were students going to France with their French teacher, like a whole other bunch of passengers, and the plane crashed. So, yeah, it's crazy. I like went down a rabbit hole with all types of plane crashes. Like, I was on Wikipedia for like three hours. Just scrolling. He kind of reminded me of something actually. That like, have you? Are you familiar with the what are they called again? The Conjuring movies. Yeah. That um, I had actually recently watched the Conjuring movies like earlier this fall, like back in September, because I know that they were all on Netflix. And to my knowledge, that like these are inspired by like 
real life like supernatural like activities or something like that like i believe like the characters in the movie yeah. are real people which the names i do not remember at the moment lorraine and somebody else i forgot the dude i name. just know name is i just know his name is patrick lewis in real life i don't remember the character's name from the conjuring but yeah they're like this hold on let me look up their names yeah, I'm mean, doing the same thing. Lorraine and Ed Warren. Yeah. Yes, they're based on real people that were like involved in the supernatural stuff, and yeah, they also had like you know the Annabelle doll and all that jazz. Right. Oh, Which the lore behind it is super interesting. Are they? They could oh, be. Oh no! Sorry, continue. I said the lore behind it is super interesting. Like Ed and Lorraine Lawrence, like real life, like ex capades and stuff because they could be for real or they could be scammers hmm. or they could be for real and scammers yeah they those two aren't necessarily synonymous so no I, I understand what you mean like some people are the real deal but some people are just trying to what's the best word i'm looking for it's kind of like how people like post like their paranormal activity investigations on YouTube for mostly like clout chasing purposes. Like who knows if like most of those are set up or they really want to expose some sort of truth. Like it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, you know? Yeah, when I was younger, like at seven, I used to love watching Ghost Hunters and stuff. You know, like those shows they would come on where like they would be hunting like the haunted houses and stuff and like they had all those night vision yeah like, i used to love kind of like have you ever like, seen the blair witch project yeah where it's kind of like you know just these dumb young kids like go into this creepy hospital like broken house on a hill or something and it's like mm-hmm. you know they just record inside it at night like for the creepy suspense yeah found footage movies are so or can be good but they can also be bad. Like, I watched this really bad found footage movie a couple months ago. I don't remember the title. Um, but it was not good. Mm. They were like, like, like you just said, they broke into like a hospital. And at first I thought it was like ghost or something. But it turns out it was actually aliens. Really? And they like killed people and like was snatching bodies. It was just a whole lot. What city or state was that in our country? It was it was too much going on in that movie. It just it wasn't good. It was oh, I thought my oh you're talking about a movie. I thought you were talking about something that happened in real life. I was like, what city or town was that no. in? No, <laughs> no, I was talking about a movie, a found footage movie. Uh, I don't know. I mean, aliens probably do snatch people's bodies in real life. I. You know, I can. When people ask me, do I believe in aliens or extraterrestrials, whatever, I say yes, but at the same time, no. I think there's definitely some sort of other life force out there. There's no way we live in this vast cosmos and we're like, you know, like the only living species. But like at the same time, I wouldn't go as far to say that like I believe in aliens in a sense in the way that we depict them in movies. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Same. Like, I don't think they're like slimy gray creatures like you know like the predator movies or the alien movies or just anything you see in like star wars or star trek i just think that's a little bit of a stretch yeah i'm I'm the same way i definitely believe there is an uh, other life forms out there like this universe is huge 
there are i do believe in in like different dimensions yeah. and all that stuff but i don't believe there are like you know slimy I... gray alien creatures like probing people's booties no sorry i was just gonna say before i forget that i can believe in the concept of the, of the multiverse being real it's just a fascinating concept to really pick a part of in the multiverse like it's just really kind of been like the hot topic like within pop culture recently like Mm-hmm. For example, you have um Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse which came out back in 2018 which introduced like, you know, different like spider people like from different universes like Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy and whatnot. Like a bunch of different possibilities of who could take up like the Spider-Man mantle. And then after that, like we would get like um within the MCU, like we would get like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man, as well as their like previous villains from the past Spider-Man movies, like pre the MCU, and it's like after that, I just feel like a lot more like television shows and like movies are like really taking inspiration from this whole multiverse concept. Because now with the Flash movie, which comes out in June with Ezra Miller, that like they're also going for like another like multiversal war storyline. That like for those who saw the trailer, that um that okay, so like originally. Like, the Flashpoint storyline that this movie is based on is quite different from what they're doing in the movie. Like, in the movie, for example, that Michael Keaton's Batman is back now from the Tim Burton universe, which, of course, wasn't in the comic book. Like, originally in the Flashpoint storyline, that it was actually Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas, that became Batman instead because in this alternate universe... um that the Flash created from a time travel mess up that Bruce Wayne was actually shot in the alley that night instead of his parents. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say. You, you can speak. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I find the idea of, like, multiple universes to be so fascinating, like, as a theory, mm-hmm. because it ties in with so many other theories. Like, you can tie it in with, like, the Mandela effect right. and, like, um death and stuff like people have this theory and i've heard so many stories like on tiktok and stuff people are like when you die your consciousness transfers to a universe where you were still alive like i heard this story on tiktok like a month ago or something i don't know but this lady was like her and her boyfriend went to go view an apartment and they had a bad feeling about like the guy showing them the apartment in the closet and the guy was like, step in the closet, you know, look at it. So they stepped in the closet and all of a sudden they were like driving their car, like going somewhere. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. I've heard so many stories like that. And it's like, it's such an interesting concept because if that's true, it's like, and like, if that's true, do we like just never die? And are we constantly just like hopping universes? And that also ties into like lucid dreaming. Oh, I love discussing this like a favorite topic of mine but like does that tie into that because i'm a personal believer in the fact that like the dream world is like a separate dimension that we travel to when we're asleep and like there are like different Ooh. doors and avenues that we travel to in our dreams that's it's definitely something. I, I never really thought of it that way. But it really does make sense, though, now that you say it. Because dreams technically are a bunch of different possibilities. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's kind of like the opening of our third eye, per se, for our spiritual people out there. Yeah. 
Ooh, I also heard there's this thing called the Akashic Library. I think that's how you say it. Basically, it's like where you are able to travel to a place with like books and stuff of like all the secrets of the universe and like how people's lives are going to go, how your life is going to go. Like that's just, that's so interesting. It also ties into like, you know, dream walkers, people who are able to travel into other people's dreams. Right. Um, and all that stuff. Also, you know, there's like a whole thing going around TikTok. People are like lucid dreamers are like asking the people in their dreams, like if they're dreaming and then the people in the dreams like freak out and like act weird. Like that's so interesting to me. You know, that's, that's honestly quite interesting because I feel, I mean, at least when I would lucid dream, maybe other experiences might be different, but I just know that I'm lucid dreaming because I feel like a lucid dream, like if you were to look up its definition, typically definitions will tell you that you just subconsciously are aware because then that is why you are able to do as you please, kind of like a mind over matter type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I wanted to fly or have super speed, it's just something I know I would be able to do in that dream. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like lucid dreaming compared to regular dreaming, and I would say regular dreams, it's kind of like, how best to put this, you're kind of an NPC in a video game. You're just kind of programmed to do something, and it's like the dream just kind of plays out how it plays out. You don't really have too much control over it. Yeah, that's how I dream. Basically, like, I, I've i only lucid dreams, like, twice because every time I try to do it, I'll, like, scare myself awake because the way my body feels, it, like, it just feels weird. So I always scare myself awake. But uh, whenever I'm, like, dreaming normally, I'm aware that I am dreaming. Like, I know, like, okay, this isn't real, but I can't really, like, control what I do. I just know that it's fake. Mm. No, sorry, I kind of lost track for a second. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about dreams, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the ADHD kicked in for a second. Um, I mean, I guess that's all I really have to say about that, like, for now, you know? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I know that we said that we would talk about Bel Air because that's a show that me yeah. and you like are both watching like right now, like at the same mm-hmm. time. And okay. so there's two episodes out of the second season on Peacock for those who don't know. So would you like to give your thoughts first? Um, Just like on the two episodes so far, it doesn't have to solely be about episode two. Okay, so uh, let's think. Episode... Uh, one. Okay, I'll describe episode one. You can describe episode two. Okay. We can kind of okay. build off each other. Let me... Dang, I gotta think about it. <laughs> um, okay, episode one. So, we open back up. We're back in, you know, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. And Will is living with Jazz. Right. And he's, like, not going home yet because old dude, un- the uncle, he, yeah, he was uncle tripping. Phil. And so he left. And uh, Will is, you know, still trying to play ball. He's trying to get connected with this guy called Doc, who is going to, like, connect him with, like, recruiters and stuff and, like, help him, like, get far in basketball. But he's he's still going to Bel Air. Oh, Carlton. Carlton finally has 
a backbone, some personality. And he's no longer just a coon. Right. Last season, just the coonish coon, the cooniest coon ever. But this season, he's like, okay, you're kind of, you're kind of cool, Carlton. But yeah, he's he he's like he's doing his thing. Um, Coco and Jazz. Dang, her name's not Coco. I just call her Coco all the time. Hillary and Jazz. It should always be Coco in our eyes. <laughs> just that's just Coco. It's Coco. But yeah, Hillary and Jazz. They're you know they're doing their thing. They're they have a little fling. It's not official yet. I would love you know, to just build off of you for a second. So yeah, I typically don't ship fictional characters but it's like i've never wanted hillary and jazz to be a thing until after like you know they started like flirting with each other in the music record shop in the first season mm-hmm. yeah. like i don't I they ship. are just so perfect i don't know what it is i ship fictional characters all the time like if you if you follow my twitter you know like that's all i talk about they on there basically but yeah they're super cute um i love their height difference it's like it's like a uh it's like a reversal on the norm. I thought I was the only one that peeped that. And I was like, this is actually kind of refreshing. Like, you mm-hmm. never see that. Yeah, you never see a short man with a taller woman, like, on right. TV. Because, and if you do, it's usually portrayed as, like, a big deal. Or, like, yeah, I know. No, I know what you mean. Like, it's kind of like they're portrayed in a way that it's seen as awkward and just not socially appeasing and i feel like the only times you'll see like a shorter guy and a taller girl is typically within animation but that's really about it to be honest yeah i mean at least from what i've seen so we see it in like animation or like comedy movies and they'll do it like as a joke right but yeah this is like a person that's like a normal nice relationship with a shorter man a taller woman and they're not like broadcasting it or making it like a big deal then it really right it's like to your point like they don't actually need to acknowledge like that height difference between them it's just kind of whatever because they just both vibe like that it's just like i i feel personally that you know i was having this conversation about can opposites attract him so i was like yeah they can sometimes and it's like number one i feel that like you need to have at least a little bit in common or if not like you know it's gonna be harder like to find that clip you don't have at least one thing in common and then in another aspect um sorry i just had a brain fart for a second i was gonna say like you know in another aspect like let's say these two people are just totally vibing and feeling each other's energy it if it's that good to a point that like you really don't care like if you have some sort of height difference or a weight difference maybe like whether if it's a big girl and a skinnier guy or vice versa it's just like you kind of know what i mean you just kind of look past these things because you just love that energy because you can have someone that's like a knockout like instagram model but like you're not vibing with their energy like that mm-hmm. but but continue like i would love to hear like if you have anything else to say on that matter um yeah, I'm just gonna continue with like the rest of the episode. But you are right; like opposites can definitely attract, but they you have to have a certain amount of something in common because yeah. if you're like completely opposite, it's like what are we talking about? Yeah, what are we doing? Like there's nothing to do, there's nothing to discuss. So yeah, you have to have something in common. But uh, what I was gonna say, oh, the episode, uh, Tatiana Tatiana Ali is there. Yes, she is. I was like, you know that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio, or like he's sitting on the recliner cabs, like <laughs> with the t- <laughs> Wait, is your audio still recording? I believe so. Okay, 
just checking. Um, but yeah, she you got me nervous for a second. Like, just to double check <laughs> for the future, like, what will be a sign that like my voice wasn't recording? Uh, I just went. I can't see your like your um your thing anymore, but it looks fine. So I don't know. Oh, yours is also like. I mean, I could still hear you, but like when I'm looking down at the little. I don't even know what it's called, like the voice frequency or whatever. Like it just shows it as stable. I guess it's because we're recording now. Huh. I don't know, but yeah. We'll continue um, with your summary of episode Uno. Tatiana Lee looks great. She's so cute. I love that she's um the little. She's like fine wine. Yeah, I love that she's the little teacher, the little sister's teacher. I love like that's like a good way to insert her into the plot. Um, I love that the little sister finally has a actual storyline. And she's not just on the back burner this season because mm-hmm. last season we barely saw her and oh, she yeah. barely spoke. So she's finally yeah. getting, getting some spotlight shined on her. Um, Uncle Phil and the aunt, they they still just. Mm, mm. I'm gonna be real, I don't like them. I don't. I don't like them so far. Like, she, like, he's just a little bit annoying. Like, it's never that serious. Be be chill. Just like just vibe. Just vibe. If just I may, vibe. if I may raise yeah. my hand, um, when you say that like you don't like them, do you mean in the sense that you don't like the storyline that like you know the two are having between one another like this current season, or like you just don't like their characters like individually as a like a general sense? I don't like their storylines. I do like um the aunt. I understand Phil, that, but I don't really like this Uncle Phil. Like he's not fun. I think, I think that, like, to your point, what the heck was that noise? I don't know what that was. Um, my computer just played a weird noise, but anyways, um, I think that the new Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, like, I like how they're portrayed in a more modern way, per se. Like, Uncle Phil in Bel Air, I would say he's a more, he's simply just more a realistic, like, lawyer attorney or like whatever you want to call him like he's not afraid to get his hands dirty like they say that some of like the best liars or corrupt people like even at least by a little bit usually are lawyers or politicians so it's Mm -hmm. kind of refreshing to see that difference considering that James Avery's version of Uncle Phil from the 1990s Fresh Prince of Bel-Air he was a much more just straight arrow stern and just kind of like typical American role model like father like on TV that, you know, every dad would aspire to be like back in the day. But it's like with the changing of times, I would say that if they were to remake The Fresh Prince like into a sitcom, it probably wouldn't have worked because considering that sitcoms are kind of a dying out genre, I typically don't see them a lot lately aside from maybe Abbott Elementary if you do consider that sitcom. And I think it was definitely the smarter move to reimagine, like, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a drama because that's just typically the stories we see on TV nowadays. Like, it's just, it just fits better. And I think that gives it more opportunity to tell more realistic stories, per se. Not to say that the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air didn't discuss serious topics of social issues, but I feel at the same time that they were kind of sugarcoated for laughs, if you know what I mean. For example... I do remember there was one episode of the original Fresh Prince of Bella where Alfonso's Carlton, where he does, like, speed pills. And, like, you know, of course, at the ending of the episode that Will and Carlton learn the dangers of the drugs, but at the same time, 
like when it does show Carlton like on the speed pills, like it just shows him like, you know, dancing really fast, like at the school dance and it's mostly played off for laughs. But like in the new Beller, um, Ali Sholotin's version of Carlton, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, um, like it shows his depiction of drugs in a more realistic sense that, you know, he takes like his um, anxiety pills, like for what I remember back in the first season, like he crushes them up and he like snorts them to kind of like numb down that like anxiety level. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I have to say on that. Um. Yeah, I do like that they made it into a drama. I agree. I agree 100%. Because if they were to remake it into a sitcom again, I don't think I don't think people would have uh, would have watched it or tuned yeah. in. They would have been like, oh, this is too much like the original. Like, nobody's outdoing the original. Like, my mom is like that. She's like, I'm not going to watch it because there is not the original. It's not going to be the same. But it's like, it's not the same show. It's a completely different plot. So, no. But it's people, it's like people like that they're like more rigid in like oh like uh sequels don't need to be made remakes don't need to be happening like people like that so if it would have been made into a sitcom i feel like more, more people have that attitude but since it has a different plot and like a different genre mostly um people can tune in and enjoy it it's still right, reimagining right. not a remake and there's a big difference oh yeah Oh, I wasn't sure if you were finished, so then I could build off of you. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to build off of you that, like, to know what you were saying about your mom. I actually felt the same exact way when I had heard back in, I think it was back in 2020 that they had announced the news that they were going to remake The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, you know, like a lot of people, I, you know, also just kind of threw my hands up in the air. I was like, why do they got to retouch The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like a classic? And it's like, I guess because like your mom, psychologically in my mind, I was thinking to myself that they were going to remake a sitcom all over again. And like you said, I think that would have been a really hard task to pull off, especially considering the original Fresh Prince ran on for like six seasons. Like how do you replicate like six years worth of a sitcom? And then I remember, I think it was... um, I don't remember exactly when, but I just remember seeing the first look for of Bel Air, like when Jabari Banks was casted in the role that like then that's when they had revealed more details that they were going to reimagine it as a more modern like coming of age drama than they were going to remake it a sitcom. And then that's when I had kind of thought, I was like, hmm, maybe I might give this a chance. Like I wasn't 100% sold at the time, so a little skeptical, but I kind of had a better feeling because... I had appreciated that like they were making the effort like to make the show more of a standalone per se instead of trying to just copy and paste the original thing i think that the new bel-air like it stays pretty true to the story and its characters for the most part like you know it still follows the premises of a young will smith like you know moving out to california because he got into a scrap on the basketball court back in philadelphia but at the same time it just kind of adds this freshness to it no pun intended (laughs) Mm, yeah uh it it definitely does uh they did a really good job with it um like i thoroughly enjoy watching it like i not really i haven't really been into drama recently especially with with like all the drama nowadays are more so especially with like black tv they're more so like very stereotypical like roles and stuff and i haven't really been into that but this one is really good 
so I can watch it and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, I would um, I would love to hear you build off like you know of how you feel that like certain other modern black television shows like you know might be stereotypical honestly in the comparison to Bella, which kind of breaks away from that. Yeah. Um. Let me think because I've seen like a whole like what you said like Black Mafia Family, Snowfall, mm-hmm. and like like just a bunch of shows like that. Power. Like I've tried to get into those shows, but I just couldn't do it. It's like oh, like I don't. I don't want to watch it be gangsters all the time. Like, I just want, sometimes I just want, like, a nice, funny show. It can definitely get a little repetitive after a while that, like, like show like the shows you just listed like all the power series like it's like a whole freaking universe isn't there like four separate power series i think so four or five what's ib i didn't even finish like the very first one that came out all the way back in 2014 i just maybe only watched like five episodes i was like "Eh, i can't really get obsessed with them my mom, my dad, and my aunties, um, they loved um, the original power with Amari Hardwick. Um, I don't remember his name in the show, but but um, building off of what you said, you have a lot of these like you know modern like black led television shows like pretty much the Power Universe. You have the Chai on, I believe it's on Showtime. I think it's actually still like running on. I think it's like on its fifth season or something like that. I don't know. You also have shows like BMF. You also have Snowfall. Like, I just feel like there comes to a point that I don't always want to see, like, Black people, like, depicted in these certain, like, social environments or struggling in poverty and that we feel that the only way, like, to make it out of the hood, per se, is that, you know, kind of confide ourselves into these boxes, like, whether if that might be taking a questionable road by you know, doing a life of street crime or some other youths might feel that they can only maybe aspire to music or sports, which kind of actually just reminded me another show that I couldn't really get into is All American because that what I'm describing right now, like that's how I felt about All American. Like when I first started watching All American, like, you know, the show starts off with this, you know, young black man named Spencer. Like I think when the show starts, for what I remember, he's like a junior or sophomore or in high school and it's like you know he lives in a single parent household with like his two or three other younger siblings and it's like he has to like aspire like to big football dreams so that way he could get a scholarship at like a d1 university and then that way that he can get his mom and his other like siblings out of the hood and whatnot because pretty much he has to take up the role of the father since his actual father like isn't actually like in the picture until later on and I gotta admit, I never finished All American. I know that his father does come into the picture, so that's only the aspect of the show that I can really speak on. Yeah, um, I watched All American when it first came out. I watched the whole first season, and I thought it was okay. And I saw a second season came out, and then I never watched it again. Like I don't know why, but I just never got back into it. But yeah, I don't even remember most of the plot. But it's, I don't know. I don't like the show. I mean, the show was okay when I watched it. It's like, it's not like a fave. Like, as you can tell, so I didn't go back and finish it. Um, The last drama I feel like I was into that, like, had, like, black characters was Star. Have you seen Star? It sounds extreme. Is that another show that's aired on Stars, like, with Power and P-Valley? Um, when, when did Empire come on? Like the year, yeah, 
It's it's um mm. it's a spinoff of Empire. Oh, I actually didn't even know that. Um, not even a spinoff, but they they they're happening at the same time. So it's like it's kind of set within the same continuity. It's, it's the same universe. Yeah. It's the same universe. Yes. Uh, um, but it was good. It was so good, and I I never finished Empire. I feel a lot of people actually didn't, and. I know that the whole series is able to binge on Hulu, which I just feel like it's one of those shows that I'll just kind of get around to finishing it eventually, kind of a back burner type thing, like when I have no other show to watch, because like yeah. when Empire like would play like back in like 2013, 14, whenever that show started, like I remember like I would see like my mom watching it, so it's like I would just kind of like peep in a little bit, and it's just like I don't know. I was just never really intrigued by the show like that, personally. My mom and my aunt and my grandma like it, but I've never really tuned into it. But I did tune into Star, and it was so good. And apparently they canceled Star so they could finish Empire. And it's like, who's even watching Empire? Who was watching Empire? So, to ask you a quick question, did Star have the same exact writers from Empire? Like, they migrated over to write Star? Because I find that kind of weird that they would cancel Star just to work on Empire. It's like, why don't you guys have two separate writing teams? Um, I'm not sure how the writing team went on, but I do know it was the same team and company making both the shows. Since they're set in, like, both universes, the same universe and stuff. Yeah, they said that they canceled Star to finish Empire, but they canceled Star on a cliffhanger. Like, somebody's baby got kidnapped, kidnapped, the wedding got shot up, people were dying in the the reception room. It was like so much, so much chaos. Boom, show over. (laughs) And they're like, we're going to make a movie. Movie's never been made. They lied to us. I hate them. How long ago did they announce it? Like 2016 is 2023. (laughs) whatever reason was going on of the behind the scenes of DC and Warner Brothers Discovery, like, there have been so many rewrites of the script. Like, I know that they've, like, let go of, like, at least four different directors of the film until they finally stuck with one director. And then, like, just also delays caused by Ezra Miller's recent controversies, like, off of the screen. Like, I know he got arrested, like, three freaking times. And then at one point I heard that, like, he was on the run or something because, like, he kidnapped mm-hmm. a little girl or something. Like, I have to read more into that. Like, it's so much. He's a scary individual. Mm. Very scary. Very scary man. Oh, wait. I believe that Ezra Miller goes by Zayzam. I don't know if you knew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. A very, a very scary individual. I just want to be just, respectful on here. I'm afraid of of them. I'm afraid. I like the the allegations that have come out. Like, what are they doing? Some people in Hawaii. Yeah, like, I heard that he. Hawaii or something. Like, I heard he got arrested twice in Hawaii. Like, the first time around was because that like a fan asked to take a picture with him an autograph something like that like you know she recognized him in some sort of store and Ezra like literally like 
choked her. I was like, what the, like, yeah. And then the second time around in Hawaii, oh, sorry, what happened? I said, didn't they break into somebody's house or something? Yeah, but that was a little later on, though, that, like, that Ezra, like, that they were charged with some sort of, like, I don't know what's the correct word for it in law terms. It's like something like breaking and entering or something like that. <laughs> like, you're rich. What, what do you need to steal for, Osmar? I think they tried to, like, break and enter and, like, assault the people in there. I, I didn't hear about that part, but I really wouldn't be surprised because I actually was about to say the second time that Ezra got arrested in, in Hawaii was one day. I don't some sort of bar altercation or something like that, like a bar fight, like you see in a movie. Not a bar fight, please. Right. <laughs> a bar fight in this day and age is crazy. Hmm. Get, get a therapist. It's funny you say that because it was... It was was it before or after the flash trailer dropped during this recent Super Bowl that I know that James Gunn, which many of you might know him as the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies over in the MCU, but recently he's actually been made like the I don't like the CEO or like the head chairman of like DC Comics recently, and that he, he had. Yeah, and that James Gunn made a statement um, that Ezra Miller is, like, doing the work to get the help that they need or something like that. And it's like, so don't tell me that, like, after everything that Ezra is going to stay as the Flash because it's like, James Gunn, if you feel that you want to reboot everything, you go do that, my man. But it's like, why not just reboot everything, like, that's just my opinion. It's like if we, if you know, if Henry Cavill, Superman fans, like including myself, they're like you know, a lot of us were very much disappointed to hear that he was let go of the Superman role from a second time, like after announcing like his official return, like after the Black Adam movie came out. It's like why does Ezra like have any more right to stay? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. It it it, it don't. Um, I don't think. That um that pedos deserve a second chance. Honestly, it's just no. Get another actor. Yeah, because if you're gonna get a new Superman and Batman, just get a new Flash. Like I don't see what the big deal is. Cause yeah, didn't they try to like groom a child? I think I might have heard about that somewhere like i think it kind of has to do with that situation that i was saying that ezra like they were like a little girl or something like that they're like 14 and ezra was like 25 and he was like they were like providing the the boy how old is ezra miller now uh they're they're providing the boy like drugs and stuff and like Mm -hmm. trying to get him to drop out of school and like go with them and the the, the, i'm just looking this up because i'm not sure how old Ezra Miller I mean not He's that thir- it I mean, matters but they're 30 hmm. you know um you know who Issa you know who Issa Rae is right from Insecure yeah. and um mm-hmm. what's it called Misadventures of an Aqua Black Girl the web series um that it was a few months back that you know I remember that Issa Rae like had called out Warner Brothers like you know about Ezra that despite that everything that Ezra has done that they 
pretty much still get a pass for it, like, you know, because of white privilege, of course, and, you know, also when you consider that The Flash is a really big, like, character to the DC universe that Warner Brothers knows that they're going to lose a lot of money if, like, they just cancel the film like they did with the Batgirl film with, with, um, um, what's her name? Lisa Leslie? No, not Lisa Leslie. That's a basketball player, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But, like... I understand where Warner Brothers is coming from from a business aspect, but it's like at the same time, that's still also really bad on the reputation, like to keep like this menace to society. I don't understand. Just hire Grant Gustin. I don't think Grant would want to do it, honestly. Like he's actually expressed he wanted to leave The Flash like three seasons ago. I also don't think it would have made sense to include like Grant Gustin. Like, okay, so, like, for example, like, a lot of people are saying, why don't they just swap out, like, Ezra Miller for Grant Gustin? That mm -hmm. really would have made no sense at all, considering that Ezra had filmed all of their scenes for the Flash movie. And number two, that Grant Flash is in a completely separate universe from, like, the main movie DCEU. Well, I mean, just think what they did with Evan Peters in WandaVision. Oh, with the multiverse? Mm-hmm. I mean, they if it was in a different... Like, if, let's say if they were to make a Flash movie that's in a different continuity from the DCU, then yeah, they could have used Grant Gustin's Flash if they were up to it. But I just don't think that it would have made sense that, like, you know, considering Ezra Miller was already in a Justice League film and he already interacted with all the other, like, um, Justice League members, that he just has a completely different face all of a sudden. Like, you kind of know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, that just reminds me, like, you know how they'll, like, replace actors on shows and you'll, like, pretend you don't notice? Like, right. Is. Yeah, and, yeah, like, I remember when Janet Huber, like, um, supposedly that, like, Will Smith, like, had gotten her fired from, I don't really know the full story behind it, I would have to do more research on it, but, like, then, you know, that, um, I got the light skin on the actress whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Like, I remember, like, the original jazz that I remember that was like, hey, you looking a little different. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's, I don't know if you've seen this show. It's called The Fosters. I've heard of it. In, like, middle school. Basically, you know, like, uh, you, did you watch Woods of Waverly Place? Briefly. I did from time to time. Max, JT, J, the guy who plays Max is called JT Austin, and he was on the show The Fosters as one of the twins. He was the twin brother. And, um, like, one season they swapped him out for Noah Centineo, and they were just like, oh my god, you've grown so much! <laughs> yeah. They killed me! Like, what do you mean? That's a completely different man! They are different ethnicities. Me for real. It also kind of reminds me, um, You've seen my wife and kids, right? Then they do the same thing with the daughter, Claire. That I know that, like, yes. I think that, like, she was the original actress. She was a dark skin girl, but, like, wasn't she only in, like, the very, like, first three to five episodes of the series? But then they just totally recasted her, like, going from there. Yeah, but, like, um, hold on. Where am I looking for? Oh, yeah. Oh, it also reminds me of New Girl. Like, they had, um, what's one of the, it was one of the Wayne's brothers. I forgot which one. But um, it was keep one track of, of that huge family. It was one of them, and he was on the show New Girl. He was he was this character called Coach, but then they like apparently they like, like wrote off Coach and like brought in another black guy. Um, but and they said like Coach moved out, but then Coach came back like a couple seasons later, 
and they were like, oh, coach is like living with us for a little bit. So at least they didn't write him out completely. I'm like trying right. to say like, oh, this, this is coach now. <laughs> Thank God, because that would have been terrible. <laughs> they be thinking we all look the same. They think that they were slick. <laughs> but thank God they like wrote him as a completely different character and like brought him back to us. He was even the, in the finale, which was cute. And I did watch New Girl like um, last year. Recently, I want to say like around summertime because I was like, you know, on my binge of like 2000 shows, especially like 2009 shows, like my favorite era. But yeah, I watched it. It was it was good. It was cute. It was fun. Not my fave sitcom, but yeah. it's, it's you know, um, before we um forget about Bel Air, like this is actually great that we're talking about all this stuff now because now we can kind of correlate it to what's currently happening in the second season of Bel Air. Like when we were discussing, like the overly stereotypical characters that we see like in modern like black television like was we used all american for example like with spencer's character that he feels the only thing that he can aspire to like is sports i feel it's it's a pretty similar relay with will's character this season in bel-air that you know like at least in the start that like you know when he wasn't living in the bank's manner that you know he was just kind of making a few bucks like off of like hustling on the basketball court but you know basketball is still something that he's really passionate about and it's just like hmm, maybe like what if like the only way that I could like you know make it like to college with a scholarship like by playing basketball and my kind of prediction for the season is that I feel that we're gonna see Will display like a hidden talent per se and it's gonna come to a surprise everyone. it's gonna be like Will why are you not pursuing this and he's kind of insecure about like his hidden talent per se if you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there's actually a scene just like that in the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air per what I remember um I think it was like one of like the very first episodes that I remember that Will and the original Uncle Phil that they were having an argument and then when Uncle Phil walks away um Will you know checks to see if the coast is clear and he starts playing the piano and uncle phil like he peeks in and he's impressed like you kind of know what i mean like i could kind of see something like that playing out in this season of bel-air it, it could it could be a thing i mean that would be interesting to see the uh the new bel-air does have like some stereotypical roles but they also like sort of spin it on its head and like elaborate on it and don't just allow it to like sit yeah. but i feel to your point i would like i feel like in bel-air's case i feel that they don't like insert stereotypical characters like just for the sake of entertainment i like that they actually like have discussions like surrounding it like there's actually like a bigger message like being portrayed to the audience if you know what i mean mm-hmm. but continue continue um, but yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, from the trailer, like before the episodes came out, from the trailer, like I told you, I was like, I think Will gonna sell drugs. Like that's that's what it gave. That's what but a lot of people thought. Apparently, he's not selling drugs. He's just playing basketball. Um, I don't know, yeah. but the doc character is real suspicious. So maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna try to get Will to push drugs. That's my theory. <sighs> I mean, it's it's a possibility. I don't. He's he's just so shady. He's so unpredictable. He 
like, like the whole, like, I don't really know. I don't know what's up his sleeve, honestly. The whole, the whole, like the end of the first up, where he was talking to that dude, this Will's friend, and he was like looking at like Will's like uh, criminal history and like all this stuff about him. It's like, oh, like what are we doing this for? Why are you acting so weird? Right. Like, I was shitty. also, um, you know, getting into the second episode now. There was also that twist that the doc that. He's the uncle of Jackie's character, and it's like, oh, oh things got things got a little bit more complicated. Mm, I don't. Oh, and the, speaking of Jackie, she's super cute. First of all, I want to say first things first. She's like beautiful. Like, oh my god, she's super cute. She's a super cute girl. But um, what I was gonna say is the way Will is trying to finesse her out of information about Doc. Like, think I so? don't think he likes her. Yeah, I don't even think he likes her. Because, like, the first, like, if you call me up and I give you my number, and the first things you ask me is, uh, yeah, can you tell me about so-and-so? Like, what are you calling me for? You don't want to talk to me. You want information. He doesn't like her. He's you know, when you put He's it that way, it does mm-hmm. make sense. But it's, like, at the same time, like, in the first episode of season two, he did have taken, like, a flirtatious interest with her, like, when they had first met, like, when he was, like, lacing up his LeBrons, and then, like, a dog was barking at him, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, even before, like, you know, that she had found out that he was the doc's niece, and then, like, you know, even before he called, like, I don't know, like, I kind of felt something between them, but then when you said that, I was like, hmm, you're you're actually right. I'm pretty interested to see where their little relationship, or whatever you want to title it for now, goes. I'm also interested to see what happens with Lisa, because I feel she's kind of in the back burner for now. Mm-hmm. I do think that he that he finds her attractive and that he like can flirt with her and stuff, but I don't think it's anything serious. I think he's just trying to use her. Especially now that he knows that um that she's Doc's niece. It's like, oh, if I like treat her good, I get into his good gracious. You know? Ooh, that's a good point. No, because <laughs> like if you remember the scene when they were in the club at South Central like, you know, that, like, he obviously didn't know, like, up until that, um, Jackie said it was, like, that this is my uncle or whatever, and then that it's, like, you know, it's, like, Doc, I, I wouldn't disrespect you like that, man, it's, like, you know, now he had, now he's gonna, like, weaponize, like, to treat Jackie good, to stay on Doc's good side, like, you kind of know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I'm getting. I think Will is trying Dang. to Will is playing like, her. That's, like, gatekeep girl boss. That's the, motto. that's the motto that's what i'm getting that's the vibe i'm getting mm-hmm. oh my god in the way phil and viv reacted to uh thing i keep calling her coco to Hillary, <laughs> Helen, oh, I'm to so, I, I just thought that scene was so realistically awkward i laughed so hard the way he went into like bath him up and it's like oh it's like oh <laughs> like the like the way that like they had like their arms around like their necks and then like this just a smile like oh this is him ew i hated it and the way they just look at it it's like Ooh. and from the trailer like from the trailer for next episode it looks like they're gonna like try to bring back hillary's ex to like steer her away from jazz which is so weird I hate yeah it. i saw you think that was set up by the parents, or it was just yes. coincidence? No, I think I think I don't think it was Viv. I think it was Phil. 
Phil. Oh, Phil definitely doesn't like jazz. Like, it's kind of like one of those, like, Cinderella-type situations. Well, vice versa, of course, because jazz is Cinderella in this case. Or, like, you know, like, I wouldn't go as far to say that jazz is, like, poor or anything. But he doesn't meet, like, the wealth status of, like, Hillary, for example. And it's, like, Phil feels that... Like, the only guy that would be good enough is someone that would, like, match Hillary's, like, wealth status more. And then, like, to your point, like, they get, like, this Tris Thompson, like, looking dude, like, as Hillary's ex. And, like, you kind of know what I mean? To kind of, like, brainwash her, like, into that mentality of dating guys like that again, not to lower her standards, per se. Yeah, like, the whole, you can't, you're not good enough for my daughter, you can't provide for her, blah, 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 blah. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But speaking Ew. of Tristan Thompson, is it me or did Hillary's ex, like, it's like, is that Tristan Thompson? He did look like him. It's just like, <laughs> I hate that, I hate that trope so much. I hate it, and I know, I know it's going to be Phil leading the bandwagon. Yeah. I know it. I can feel it in my guts. You know, it's so, you know, it's so interesting. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now, I was just going to say that, like, this totally reminds me, like, in the original Fresh Prince, when Uncle Phil, like, would always, like, throw jazz out of the house, like, literally, like, ah! And it's, like, it's kind of like that now, but, like, of course, without the exaggerated, like, comedic, like, timing. Like, you kind of know what I mean? This is going to be interesting. Yeah, I can already tell he's going to lead the bandwagon. Like, he can't mind his own beeswax. Mind your business, sir. I don't like the storyline they're giving Viv this season. It's like she's so involved in the whole art thing. Yeah, but please continue. I want to hear this. Like it's like, oh, just like where's where's the other material? What else can she do? Like apparently she's having issues with the art curator dude, and he's like uh, twisting her narrative in the magazines and stuff. It's like, okay, what else? Is this is this her whole life? Also, I was expecting Michael Ely's character to come back this previous episode in episode two because, like, I remember that, like, she goes to what's his name, Reed? Mm-hmm. That's his name, yeah. That, like, she goes to Reed's office, but then, like, dude is just not there and then like i remember like the assistant was like tell him yourself like i thought that like he was gonna appear behind him or something me too i thought the same thing i was like oh is he behind you girl yeah i was gonna be like why would she why why did she say that i was like is she is he behind her that's what i thought i was like he gonna turn around and be like oh you heard that like he's like girl what'd you say about me That's what I thought was gonna happen, but no, I don't think he's gonna come back. Honestly, I don't know. I, maybe he will. I don't know, but honestly, I, mean, she I don't think most... he's. I mean, I don't think Michael Ely scheduled for anything else. I could be wrong, but I, could, could be I, thought, uh, I thought the love triangle angle was was like the most interesting storyline that she's had. Honestly, it's like, ooh, okay, this man right. trying to on you. Okay, like get your legs, get your legs. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, ooh. You having marital problems? This dude trying to press up on you. He a little cute, you know. You can get a little smooch or two. I don't know. Alexa, play Temptations by Tupac. <laughs> you can get a little smooch or two. That's that was my thought process. Right. But I don't know. Ever since then, it's just like she's been involved in like the whole art world drama and this and that. And it's like like it's not intriguing to me. Like I don't care. She has, like, one of the least interesting storylines of the show next to the little sister. But the little sister is finally getting some, getting some story. Yeah, time. I have a lot to say about Ashley, actually. Like, 
I feel like comparing her to the first season now in the second season, she's definitely playing like a much more significant role, like you said. Like especially with her relationship, like to Tatiana Ali's character. She's like the history teacher or something like that. I don't even know. But it's like I kinda like the little connection that they have that like, you know, she's like she sees a lot of potential in Ashley and like, you know, not she like don't ever be ashamed like to be like the leader or the most intelligent person in the room or whatever like that black girl magic kind of moment and it's like currently like what episode two like for you know tatiana ali's character like is fired from the school for mm-hmm. for not following the curriculum or you for what i remember I was just about to say, I was just about to say that, that, like, it had to have been that white girl that was staring at Ashley. Like, like, the way she was giving her that stink, I was like, (laughs) the way they keep pointing the camera at her, but she has no lines. Right. Why is she doing that? So I know it's her. I know it's her. It's like, it's like, girl, mind your business. Like, Like, this whole season should be a lesson to everybody to mind your. Business. Right. Mind the business that pays you. You guys lady fire and for what? Because then like I don't know if they'll bring it up again this season. They might or might not. Because back in the first season, like Ashley, she was just kind of a back burner character, like for the most part. Like the only like storyline that she was really given was like this really like she was given like this bisexual storyline that like only like what like two episodes like i remember like what had ended up happening was that like you know she had snuck out of the house to go all the way across town like was to visit these group of friends that she met on like a discord or something like that and then like you find out like at that roller skating party that like jeffrey set up that like she liked the girl and then I remember, like, cut to the next episode. I remember that, like, she pretty much, like, came out to Hillary and that she was, like, I don't remember her. Ex- I just remember that she said something something about that, like, she hasn't totally ruled out boys. So, like, she's kind of, like, in that discovery, like, of her sexual orientation. But then, like, after that, like, they just kind of dropped the storyline because then I remember the next, was it later that episode for what I remember? Because then I remember, like, she kind of tries to shoot her shot per se like at that girl that she liked but then i remember just like is will your cousin he's so cute and then it's like oh heartbreak moment and then it's like the storyline just went nowhere after that i hate storylines like that Ugh. oh my god i can finally rope in doctor who yay okay so basically, <laughs> so basically um the 13th doctor era there's a companion called yaz right and people are like they have a they have a ship name it's called thasmin because the doctor's name is Theta, but, like, not really. It's, like, that's, like, a fandom name for the doctor, Theta. That's not, like, canon, but people call him Theta. Mm-hmm. So, um, the ship is called Thasmin for, you know, Theta and Yasmin, but it's 13th. So, the 13th doctor and Yasmin apparently had a crush on each other. The 13th doctor was like, yeah, I like you, but I'm not going to be with you because you're going to die eventually, and I'm old and like everybody like my wife is dead like everybody's dead around me like i'm not gonna like entertain this because i know at the end of the day it's, it's just gonna hurt me it's like just let's just enjoy what we have right now like you know let's like just let's just vibe that was like right. thing. and like the fandom the people like the real hardcore thasman girlies me personally i don't ship them i'm not seeing it i'm not seeing it at all but um the hardcore thasman girlies they were like, oh, no, this is, like, queer baiting. And da, 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 da. It's like, first of all, it's not queer baiting. 
just because you don't like the way the story ended, just you don't like the resolution, does not make it a queer bang. They have feelings for each other. They said it. They admitted it, and it didn't work. Let it go. Like I hate people throw around the word queer baiting way too much for me. Right. It's way too much. Not everything is queer baiting. Like ew. Not every like just because you don't like the resolution does not mean it was a bad story. It's just it's just that like that's so weird. But with this storyline and Bel Air, it's right. not queer baiting. It's just sort of like it's very realistic actually because I remember like to have a personal experience with this when I was younger. Like, I want to say, like, 12, 11-ish. This is when I was still in Chicago. And I went to this school called Polaris. Back go. Back in Polaris Charter Academy. And I had this best friend since, like, kindergarten. Her name was Michaela. Mm-hmm. And Michaela had a crush on me. And at the time, I was, like, also questioning my sexuality. So I was like, hmm, maybe. You know, but there have been experiences with girls, especially, like, I'm bi. And so there have been experiences with girls, like, I like a girl, and the girl is straight, and they don't like me. And, like, that's just, it, it is what it is. It's just, like, a thing. Like, not everybody's queer, and everybody is straight, like, da da da, da. And I know, like, I've had friends, had experience, like, my gay friends, they found out that a man was straight, and they didn't like them. It's just, like, a thing. It's just it's just a realistic thing. So, so just because you don't like the, the storyline or the resolution of the story does not make it queer bait. Right. That's just the whole thing. I understand what you mean. That's, that's a really interesting perspective. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like I was saying before, Viv has the least interesting storyline of the bunch. And I really want I really want better for her. I do. I want her to finally get to have something interesting happen. I feel another storyline from the first season of Bella that I feel is kind of unresolved. Like, what's up with Viv and her sister Vi? Like, are they going to tie up their beef? Or or did they already? I kind of forgot. I don't know. I don't, I think, I think that's, I don't think she's coming back. You don't think I so? I think that's dead. No. I think that's over with. I'm also kind of, like, there was actually a few storylines that I feel from the first season of Bella that weren't 100% tied up. Like, I would say, like, I give, like, the first season of Bella, like, a solid, like, 9 out of 10 because of that. Like, if you also remember, there was, like, that whole situation when that dude Connor on the white boy, like, on the on Carlton's lacrosse no. team, that he put yeah. the drugs in Will's backpack, he got in trouble and stuff, and it's, like, I remember Carlton, like, he was pretty much like him that, you know, his parents are going to get to the bottom. Just like, you don't F with black moms, bro. And this is like, I was thinking to myself, was like, this is going to be so satisfying when karma catches up to this boy, Connor. But nothing just really happens to him. Like, he just kind of just exits the show. Yeah, they didn't. It's just, I don't know. I really want to see somebody get beat up this season. All right. Well, I did see in the trailer for the second season that Carlton gets into a fight with that light-skinned dude that's in the Mm -hmm. BSU or whatever, if you saw in the trailer. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I'm so excited. Carlton throwing hands. Right? Yay! I'm so excited for Carlton. Oh, let's talk about... Let's actually get into Carlton. Yes. I know you had a lot to say about him, so you have the floor. I do. I'm so excited for him this season. Like, finally, he's not just a coon anymore. Like, he's, he's actually not a fully formed person. 
who is like, you know, down with the cause. He's in the BSU right. again, like trying to make a change. I mean, the whole thing, like with the protests, I don't know what's going on there. I hope he goes through with it. But I understand like that, that, that sentiment where like, you know, you want to protest, but like it could interfere with like your schooling or something else you can get in trouble for it so that can be worrying but i do hope he goes through with it and he's like takes it over and stuff he finally has a good love interest um the girl, from, love. the girl from henry danger i don't know her name um riley downs from henry yeah. danger she played charlotte what's her and name in the show again jasmine i don't know jasmine yeah. yasmine something like that but yeah Hopefully she's more involved because they would be super cute together. Like I like I love her. She's so cute. Um. Also, the whole club scene that was fun. He got two ladies in one night. Per- yeah, I called. I was like, yeah, I called him. Like I was like, well, yeah, exciting for him. At first, I thought he was on drugs. I was like, dang, you wouldn't little. Yeah, I was like, why is this like, dude so hyper? But I guess it's because like. You have to consider that Carlton that, like, I don't even think he's ever been in an environment like this. So it's like, when he comes out to play at night, this is like a whole new world. And he's like, whoa, what was happening? Oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Candyland for him. Yeah. I'm super excited for his storyline so far. Like, apparently he's, like, beating people up. Like, her. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Carlton, throw hands. Like, I'm so excited he's moved on from his previous mentality oh and i love how i love him and will's relationship this season it's so cute oh yeah i think they definitely gotten closer like they were like sworn enemies at first like Mm -hmm. bat i mean superman and lex luther but like they're shaking hands now yeah they're besties now and i i love that for them they're so cute like oh i just it's so exciting like he, he's probably going to have one of, if not the best, storylines this season. I'm calling it, like, next to Will, I feel like he is the most important character. So I feel like they're really going to... I really like up. where Will's storyline is going this season, but I'm not going to lie. I like where Carlton's is going a little better, especially comparing mm-hmm. to, like, State, where his character was at first. Just the typical, like, classist Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I'm definitely excited to see where they take him this season. I really, he, uh, the actor is really good. He has yeah, a really I'll good actor. Yeah, and he actually sings in real life. He's actually got a good voice. Yeah, I think I follow him on Instagram. So I think I saw that. He's but like yeah, he's so good. fun and chill in real life. He plays like the most hateable mm-hmm. character like in modern television. Well, at least in the first season of Bel Air. Yeah, and nobody like Carlton. The Carlton Redemption arc is coming too right. strong. Right? Doing- no, but I have a little bit to say about Carlton because, like, you know, you had mentioned that, like, he's really trying to get down with the cause and the culture now, like, getting back into the BSU and whatnot. And it's like, I had felt that, like, Carlton wouldn't have not kind of had that wake-up call if it wasn't for that girl Aisha if you remember her like back in the first season that I remember when Will and Carlton were holding a house party at the at the I was about to say Wayne Manor I mean the the Banks Manor um uh, there was that she was pretty much it was pretty much she was pretty much giving him like a wake-up call like I remember like you saying that you never show to the BSU and that like just kind of calling out like his problematic behavior and that like the people that he surrounds himself with like Connor that like that you know he lets his white friend say the n-word and just all these other like 
derogatory and bigoted jokes. And then, you know, I think Carlton's first stepping point was when he finally, like, stood up, like, to Connor, like, in front of everybody and kicked him out of that house. Because, like, I'm not your BIPCH anymore. It's just, like, he, kind of, he just kind of, like, stood up for himself in that moment. And it's, like, mm-hmm. look where he's at now. I feel like that's so important to um to portray in, like, this era. Because I know, like, it's 2023. And we're Gen Z, you know, and we're supposed to be like, you know, progressives and like doing all this and doing all that. But for some reason, there are still racists. There are still racists. There are still coons. Like, it's the race. modern era. Backphobic people. For a whole, whole new generation. Like, why are we still going through the same things with this, with, with the new generation of people? It's like, that's so weird to me. Generational curses. It just, it's like, it's never going to stop. And, like, my sister, she's, like, what's it called? Gen Alpha? Whatever the children are called. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, they're, like, five and, and oh, like, you're like, I think they started in, like, 2012. So, however old people, like, that age gonna, are. Like, on, I was going to say, like, I was actually having this conversation with one of my other friends the other day that, like, we're Gen Z, but it's the generation that comes after us. There's no letter after us either. I'm aware of. It's Alpha. Yeah, so I guess that answers my question. It's an ugly name. Yeah, like, where did they come up with that name? Like, I don't know. Gen Alpha is from 2010 to 2024. Hmm. I don't know what comes after that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find yet. right comp. They're probably like writing down like names like on a sketch pad. Like, eh. they only got a couple more months to decide. But um, yeah. Oh my God, this makes me feel so old. Ew, right? Are we old? Are we old? That's what I. That's what I that's hate to say that we're getting there. Are we old? Like, oh, I hate that. I turned twenty. I turned twenty this year, but it's like I don't feel like I am. It's just. I don't, I don't know. feel like an adult. Like it's just, I still feel like I feel like being an adult is just like being like a a child with like responsibilities and stuff. That's what it, that's what it gives me. I don't know, but I I don't feel I don't feel very adult yet. I love how you're mentioning. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I was just kind of like opening my Instagram real quick, and then like a preview, like for the next episode of Bella comes out, like just like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently Gen Z is nineteen ninety five to two thousand nine. I don't, I don't believe it's nineteen ninety five. I want to say nineteen ninety six. I don't think so. Maybe more like nineteen ninety nine, in my opinion, anyways. No, that's too. That's too that? short. That's too short. Yeah, I guess nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six to two thousand nine. I mean, how old are people born in two thousand nine right now? They're fourteen. Okay. How time uh, flies. Yeah. Oh my God. We're old. <laughs> we are old. Remember two thousand nine? I was in the kindergarten in two thousand nine. I think I was like five. I think I was five. I I was in kindergarten. My first day of kindergarten was in two thousand nine. I have a picture. So yes, it was two thousand nine. My mom put a picture on Facebook. So yeah. 
we're so old yet so young like i was on like i you know i'm dressing up as like different characters each day on my twitter and yeah as a, as, as a different doctor right from doctor who yeah a different like doctor who characters on my twitter and i caught one of the outfits like y2k baddie and like one of my twitter moves were like oh it makes me feel so old because like my friends and i used to dress like this back then in that era and it's like now like i guess it's vintage now and it's like wait if the clothes are vintage am i vintage I'm so uh, sore, friend. This working out is killing me. I don't know. It's trying to be like Adonis Creed. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know. Like, getting older is just so weird to me. This, you know, this is going so much smoother than I thought it would. This is this is so fun. I don't... Right? It is. It's for the conversation we're having. Like, I forgot we're even recording. I'm already like, thinking... I'm already thinking of what we could discuss next episode. Like, just to, like, throw an idea out there. And other people can also give us ideas, like, in the comment section or whatever. But, like, to throw out an idea, like, I was thinking about, like, when you pointed out, like, between um, Hillary and Jazz and Bel Air, that, you know, like, it's not often that you see in television, like, a shorter guy and a taller girl, and that gave me the idea, why don't we talk about, like, black love, like, in, within film and television, like, as a whole general spectrum? Mm-hmm. And we can, like, like, the good, the bads, the uglies, and everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of uglies. <laughs> I can think of, a, I can think of many examples. Then. But, Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna, whole, but let's say that for, but let's say that for next time, though. Okay, 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 sorry, yeah. sorry. It's just, it's exciting. Yeah, let's write it. We can write it down. I don't know. Yeah, do you feel old? Uh, I mean, to a certain degree, but like, I don't feel like. I don't know. I just, I don't feel twenty. That's for sure. But I think some time has definitely passed. Like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, some days I feel old, some days I don't. Like, um, I was just reading this thing, and somebody was like, oh, I was born in 2007. And I was like, dang, how old were you born in 2007? My brother will like, be 16 tomorrow, and it's like, what? They're like 16. You were born in 2006, they're like 17. And it's like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I moves too fast. Time moves entirely too fast. Like, ew. We also, like, um, you know, aside talking about TV shows, so, like, we talked about Bel Air this episode. What are some other shows that we're currently watching at the same time? Are you caught up with Abbott Elementary? I am not caught up. I haven't watched okay. since the um since the winter episode. You know, like, the New Year's episode. Oh. I haven't watched since then. But the I, one I am with... Gonna- they're at the club. Vince, Vince Staples as uh, Mr. Eddie's friend or whatever. Yeah, that's the last episode yeah. I watched, but I, I, I am definitely going to binge. I am definitely going to binge soon. Um, I don't know, but if we're not, like, watching any other of the same shows, we can also just, like, watch movies. We can, like, have a movie watch party and, like, discuss it on the pod. Can you I have that? a few movies. I said we can have a movie watch party and discuss it on the pod. That's a pretty de- that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I definitely have a few movies in mind that I put in the the notion list already. 
But yeah, I also. Just as you were saying that, I was looking through our Norton list, like for Mm -hmm. um. So, ooh, I have an idea. Why don't we read out like our episode idea list and kind of leave it up to our audience, like, like, oh, they want to talk about. So, would you would you like to read it? Yeah, I definitely want to. Yeah, I definitely want to get you to watch the Final Destination movies. Because I feel like that would be so fun to discuss. Because you're like a newbie to the I gotta get you into some. You know, speaking of newbie stuff, like, I gotta get you into some of these more recent DC movies. Don't worry, I'll put you onto the relevant ones. You can you can try. I don't like. I'm gonna (laughs) say this now. I've never been a DC girl, like never. Unless you count when I used to play Mortal Kombat. You're hurting super. You're hurting Superman's feelings. Unless you can't, I used to play Mortal Kombat with the um, that had DC characters in it. Have you ever played that game? Mortal Kombat versus DC. I remember I had that on Xbox 360. I used to play out with my brother and my cousins like all the time. Oh my goodness. I have it on my um on my bookshelf over here, mm-hmm. and um I played it like last month too. I used to play it all the time when I was like a child, like not just a child, like a toddler. Like that's how like I'm playing video games. Like it's specifically. Mortal Kombat. I'm playing Mortal Kombat since I was like three, because my dad has a whole bunch of brothers, and what else do you do with a toddler except right. make them play? Bloody no, games? that's literally like my tactic. Every time my younger cousins come over, is like just let them play with the Xbox or the PlayStation. Just like be good. You don't even need to like really watch over them like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like that's like what I used to do all the time. So I love those games. But yeah. Like what are some other topics? Oh, sorry, you can finish. You finish. That was like the last time I was like anyway involved with DC. Other than that, like I don't subscribe. Hmm. I watch the Flash show sometimes, but that's about it. Yeah, it's not my thing. Oh, I was gonna say if you were finished. Yeah, I am. No, I was just gonna say like some interesting topics we can get into next time that um we had wrote down um. So I threw out the idea like of black love and television and film. We can also maybe discuss like the different kind of like caricatures, like the geek or like the token black friend. Or what are some other ones? What'd you say? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying that like um like to throw ideas out there that um we had agreed upon like like pretty much like breaking down like black love like within like film and television and i was also maybe kind of thinking like maybe we could get into like the different kind of caricatures that you can see like the black geek or like um the awkward black girl or maybe maybe we could even get into some more stereotypical caricatures like the sassy black girl i have a lot to say about that honestly because i noticed that so much on nickelodeon and like disney channel um, the promiscuous black girl, the ghetto black girl. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think the, it's like, like um, the the jock or whatever that like plays like, like every sport. Of, I think of the show um, Proud Family. Oh, did you watch the new one? I forgot to ask you that. Yeah, I watched season one. I haven't watched the the rest of it. Oh, don't sweat it. I have to finish the second season myself. I just kind of took a break from it in the middle because I thought it started dragging a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's it's fun and interesting, but I do wish they, you know, 
they're they're including like modern stuff in it, but mm-hmm. it's just a little a little too much. You know what's a conversation? Oh, like, no, oh, no, you first. I was saying like we were discussing yesterday, like with the whole like woke media, like they're trying too hard. It's just That's like, gonna be a good topic to take. I feel there's so much we can incorporate into that, honestly. Like whether if it's you know something made by. Tyler Perry or Kenya Barris or Lena Waithe that doesn't really what's the phrase I'm looking for I would say that a lot of like you know like the black led films and television shows that they put out there I feel when I'm watching them personally it doesn't feel like it's authentically targeted to a black demographic that it feels like it's kind of more pandering to like spoon feeding white people and other non-black people like on certain social issues like i'm just making a quick example i remember there was one was it blackish or grownish it was one of the two i remember there was an episode where they break down colors but it was in a really sugar-coated sense explaining what the entire concept was like and they literally had like a whole animated montage and i was like what oh is it was it was probably blackish black people yeah. animated montages <laughs> yeah i remember marseille mar yeah, yeah it was blackish okay besties so that is the end of episode one part one this episode was super long because we would not shut up so i had to split it in half so you can listen to part two um, as soon as you finish this one, I'm going to upload it after I upload this one uh, to hear the rest of our conversation. And you know, tune in next week or whenever we do it again um, to hear more conversations with us. We're just going to be two besties talking about um, different shows and movies and tropes and, you know, social issues and uh stuff so yeah tune in hope you guys enjoy this one and looking forward to seeing whoever returns bye